Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Bad, Dr. Carlson? You know what it is? Well, there's no doubt about what it is, Don. Those little corkscrew things are the germs of syphilis. Syphilis? Gosh, Doctor, I... Now, take it easy. It isn't the end of the world for you. We can cure syphilis, especially if we find it in the early stages, such as yours. Mm. Syphilis? Gosh, Doctor! Now, calm down. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> Settle down, Johnny. Don't make me slap you. <laughs> So that is from uh, a VD, as we used to call it, Venereal Disease, uh, educational film entitled The Innocent Party. How about you quit running around with tramps, Johnny? <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's the line from the Cheap Trick song, Surrender? Mother told me, yes, she showed me I'd meet girls like you. She also told me, stay away, you never know what you'll catch. Mm. That's it. Uh, anyway, so uh, there's more to that. Yeah, I was going to talk into the current boom in syphilis. It's uh, the going, th- everybody's getting it. That um, is one of the best examples of actual misogyny that you can come up with. I think all kinds of things are called misogyny that aren't fair. But that one, the the, the way that it always portrayed as the disease is spread by the, the, the whorish woman. As opposed to the guy going around spreading the disease around. 
I mean, that's just that's interesting. That became right. such a cultural thing. Yeah, I think partly because men were expected to be somewhat like that. Right. Whereas it's a shock if a woman's, you know, had so yeah. many partners. Yeah, or, yeah. Well, all, all you have to have is one partner yes, and yes. Then another one. Yes, exactly. Right. Anyway, uh, let's, uh, before we get into the current syphilis boom, I'm really enjoying the VD film. Uh, let's uh, plunge on, Michael, with clip nine. Are you sure it's syphilis, doctor? The dark field examination is proof enough. We'll also run a blood test on you before you leave. No, I don't know how I got it. I haven't done anything. Don, let's be straightforward about this. I'm not here to make a moral judgment, but you and I know that it was contracted through sexual intercourse with an infected person. Well, I heard you could get something like this from over the toilet seat or something. About as much chance as being hit by a meteor. Hmm. That's some plain talk from the doc. I appreciate that. I heard you could get syphilis from a toilet seat. Johnny, I will bring you to your knees if you don't quit with that crap. I will put your lights out. Johnny, you're a moron. <laughs> you don't understand the way diseases work at all. All right, give us give us the final clip, Michael. I'm, I'm loving, loving this. But suppose she had undetected syphilis, like the primary shaker. Also will disappear even without treatment. Well, you'd find it for sure when you had a blood test before you got married. They'd discover it there. Now, that would be a lovely wedding present for a girl to discover that she had syphilis a few days before the wedding. <laughs> she might go for years thinking that she's all right. Then, before she knows what's happening to her, she goes insane or becomes a hopeless cripple. Oh. You say there is no other girl, Don. But if you're lying to protect a girl, just consider what it might cost her. But she might not even have it. You can't take that risk. Only a doctor can tell you for sure. She's a nice girl, doctor. I don't want her to have to go through all this if she doesn't have to. All right, Don. It's your decision. But if you're the young man I think you are, you'll bring that girl in to see me. I have to think about it, doctor. I've got to have time to think about it. All right, Johnny, but that slut girlfriend of yours could be spreading it around to more of your friends. <laughs> oh, boy. And or don't be a baby. Tell your, your frickin' girlfriend you got a disease. Of course, you know, people weren't nearly as frank back then as, as they are now about, hey, you don't have a choice. You don't have to think about it. Call think, her right now while I'm sitting here. You think that's an easy thing to do, to call your girlfriend oh, no. and say, I gave you a disease by cheating on you? Oh, no. <laughs> not at all. That's not, not an easy all. thing to do. Oh, boy. Maybe it was the toilet seat. Let's say, right. come on, people get hit by meteors. Come on, Johnny, on her wedding day. <laughs> That's a heck of a gift to give a girl two <laughs> days before her wedding. Tell her she has syphilis. <laughs> so syphilis is making a comeback in the United States in 2021. Total oh, cases. That's yes. why we're talking about it. Syphilis is making a comeback. Yes, indeed. Uh, cases uh, surged 27%. To a 30-year high of 171,000 known cases you know, inter- the CDC. The interesting thing has always been about uh, sexually transmitted diseases. If you have a certain lifestyle, you don't have to worry about it at all. Right. Oh, yeah, right. The spike is part of a concerning trend of rising sexually transmitted infections, but syphilis is particularly worrisome because it can mimic other infections, and some people don't even know they have it. Even among doctors, knowledge of the disease is low. Here's my question. If I don't know I have it, does it make any difference? <laughs> Ugh. 
So uh, let's deal with the symptoms first, Jack. Okay. Syphilis is caused by a bacteria called unpronounceable. The early symptoms are one or more concave sores that typically appear in the mouth or genitals. Ah, the mouth. About, about three weeks after sexual contact with an infected person. Oh, boy. Says the uh, professor at the University of Southern California, blah, 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 Jeffrey Klausner, can be in the back of the throat. It can be inside the vagine. It can be in the rectum. People may not be very aware of it at all. They quote one doctor who said, I, I was, uh, I Ooh. took, you know, years of classes and they spent 10 minutes on syphilis. Luckily, my sores are convex. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Shut up. It's terrible. <laughs> now, here's the insidious part. Johnny? Experts say the sores are typically painless. They can last three to six weeks and will disappear without treatment. There you so go. So you're fine, except you're not fine at all. A few weeks after the first sores go away, you're still infectious. And a second you'll phase, go insane. <laughs> well, eventually. Second phase of the infection typically sets in with a rash on your hands or feet. Other symptoms can include fever, swollen lymph glands, sore throat, headaches, patchy hair loss, muscle aches, and fatigue. The rash can also be so faint you don't notice it. If a person is never treated, Johnny, they could experience a third phase weeks or years after contracting the disease, which can damage organs, leading to neurological problems, heart issues, loss of sight, and death. At this point, the disease is no longer infectious, but that's kind of a moot point, as you are deadish. I gotta Google something. Okay. Um, says the one doctor I mentioned, there are fewer and fewer syphilis experts. I was in a full, I was a full-time medical school teacher at UCLA for 10 years. We gave about 15 minutes to syphilis. There it is. Uh, famous people that died of syphilis. Wow. I know that's a thing. Hmm. Um, it's a fine category to be in. Uh, Don't they think Mozart was, uh, yeah, allegedly? I think, I think he might have had it. Mussolini died of syphilis. I thought he died of being hung upside down by his heels. Cortez and, and shot. Cortez and Columbus all died. I guess this is just people who had syphilis. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it was the bullets killed Mussolini. <laughs> I think you're right. I think that's it's what did like him in. died with COVID or of COVID. <laughs> right. He died, died with syphilis. Right. And they're claiming that uh, Hitler had syphilis and Lincoln had syphilis? No. Lincoln didn't have syphilis. I've never heard that, and don't I'm a Lincoln s- file. I've read thousands of pages. Don't you say that about my Mary Todd. So, uh, anyway, where were we? Oh, they do talk about congenital syphilis, because a mother can pass it to a baby, which oh, is terrible. Oh, wow, yeah, come on. Um, In 2012, there were 334 babies born with congenital syphilis, 334. In 2021, there were 2,700. Seven-fold increase. Yeah. Why? And who's most at risk? It's interesting. We'll get to that after a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security, who can do nothing to protect you from syphilis. On the other hand, they can help protect you against break-ins, robberies, fire, medical emergencies, even flooding, because you customize Simply Safe's fabulous home security technology, state of the art, to your needs and what you need to be protected against. If Simply Safe detects that you have syphilis, they'll send the police right to your home. No, they won't do that. 24-7 professional monitoring, and the moment a threat is detected, they'll dispatch police or fire responders in emergency or whatever their emergency requires. Uh, Simply Safe blankets your home to protection. It's really amazing, and it's something you go online, you order it, it comes to your house, and you set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, customize the perfect system for your home in a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. If you go today and use our code, you can claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. 
Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong and yeah, you click around and then design the system for yourself and it's less than a dollar a day or, you know, plans start at less than a dollar a day. So simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Uh, so, uh, back to syphilis. Any sexually active person could contract syphilis, and the risk is highest among those who have multiple partners. Yeah. Uh, the CDC recommends regular testing among sexually active gay and bisexual men, people with HIV, and those taking uh, pr- so-called PrEP drugs to help prevent HIV. Syphilis testing should also be done during pregnancy. Um, but it, there's a huge outbreak among uh, gay fellas uh, because... Fewer people are using condoms because they're not as afraid of HIV AIDS gotcha. as they used to be. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah be careful. Oh, 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 one more thing. They also pointed toward a relationship between the rise in opioid and especially methamphetamine addiction in the United States, which is associated with risky sexual practices. Do you remember, Jack, you talked to a cop who said, when you bust a meth house, you're going to find, what was it, three things? Clutter, porn, and more clutter. Um, Something like that. Uh, yeah. Dang it. Okay, so that explains a lot of it. So it's tied into, like a lot of things aren't currently, the explosion in meth use, because it makes you crazed for the sex. Yeah. And I know a guy who's a meth head, and he said, you can't even imagine. I think he said the orgasm was a thousand times better. Well, that's pretty hard to... You know, twice as good would be uh, appealing. A thousand My brains would be all over the walls. Are you kidding? I don't know if I could take it. But, yeah, okay, well, that probably explains it. I just went to a website, claims George Washington died of syphilis. Did he? No. 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 At least, no, they don't think so. They think it was a strep infection. Okay. But it might have been syphilis, Johnny. Yeah, so... That's a fruitless Google search. They just give you a list of every historical figure you've ever heard of. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Chewing in that summer depression. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In the wind farms, chopping up all the endangered birds. I don't know. I don't like that. I hate birds. If it flies, it spies. Right. Government drones. Government yeah. drones, exactly. Oh, you know, speaking of animals and the way they're treated, I read something the other day about uh, commercial hog farms. I teetered on the edge of vowing never to eat pork again. Really? It was that disturbing. Because of the treatment of the pigs? Yeah. Can yeah. you give us a taste of that, if you'll pardon the expression? No. No, it's too ugly? It's ugly. It'll depress the S out of you. It'll, it's just, it's, it's sad. I shouldn't have brought it up. I've made myself sad. Hmm. I'm kind of interested in that. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 I know how you feel about pork-related products. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, if I were to mention, you know, my top 20 meals, nice succulent pork chop would be in there. No bacon. Bacon. Give me a break. Ham. Remember I discovered the BLT just a few years ago? I had my first BLT. Mm-hmm. I've been in love with those ever since. That's a good sandwich if you've never tried it. The bacon, lettuce, and tomato. That's what that stands for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had one the other night. Dang, that's a good sandwich. But for you pork to. Pork tenderloin. Mm. For you to. You know, it's funny. When you say pork chop or pork tenderloin, I, I picture the dry one, mostly dry ones I've had through my life, which would be oh. 95% of the pork chops I've had in my life have been dry. And oh. uh, when they're not dry, they're so good. But when they're dry, 
Yeah. Anyway, for you, see, to- I'm, I'm picturing, I'm picturing like a thick cut pork chop that is so juicy. No, juicy, perfectly seasoned. Oh. Um, for you to consider abandoning eating pork, it must have yeah. been a pretty gruesome article. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was disturbing. But my lust for food has trumped my conscience. If you're, you know, wondering, that Joe Getty, what sort of fellow is he? Well, there's... <laughs> uh, I'm not proud of it. Sad, man. Just, that's really awful the way you're treating that living being. But damn, it tastes good. Yeah. yeah that's I'm Joe hungry. Getty. I'm a fat man. I'm hungry. And like 95% of the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I, I'm willing to wrestle with my conscience out in the open. You know? Anyway. I wish I hadn't brought that up. <sighs> I think everybody would like to just, like, just, can you, uh, is it the living conditions for the pigs? The way they're slain? What What is it? What stuck out it's, in your it's, mind? It's the living conditions. Yeah. Yeah. And and the pregnant ones and just. Oh, well, and I know, you know, we uh, we tend toward the mockery on this sort of thing, the the new California law that requires every chicken to have a two-bedroom apartment, for instance. I mean, <laughs> right. we mock that sort well, of thing. Well, they're chickens, though. That's true. There's a difference between a chicken and I got, we got two pigs at the farm, and uh, they are a different, and, and chickens, and chickens are morons, and yeah. uh, uh, but, but pigs are not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a conversation over the weekend with uh, my brother, who's a very practical man, a military man, and his very smart wife, um, and we were, uh, how did it come up? Oh, my gosh. It was something to do with uh, pollution and cattle production and uh, something or other. But uh, it all came back to the fact that beef has a an environmental in- effect that's kind of disproportionate, even though we love beef. And I said, you know, if, if I rip Van Winkle and woke up in 100 years and somebody told me, no, nobody eats beef anymore, it would not shock me. Because of the way it affects the environment. Yeah, yeah. Just the cattle's outsized, uh, you know, the pollution and the, the space it takes. And oh, oh, you know what do it you was? Think, do you think it go the direction of all meat? Like it someday, uh, it'll we'll look back on it and think, man, it's crazy that we used to like raise these animals and treat them poorly and then cut them up and eat them. Yeah, maybe less than that. I, I remembered how we got there. I was reading an article about the devastating uh, drought and how Lake Mead which dams up the Colorado River and, and furnishes water to like four states, how it's just crazy low. They keep finding dead guys, that sort of thing. Um, uh, but the water is more, much more significant than some 40-year-old skeleton. Um, but they were talking about the fact that uh, there are a number of crops that are grown throughout the West that are super water-intensive, like alfalfa, and those are only grown to feed cattle. Oh, right. Right, so how the West is going to have to seriously look at growing less water-intensive crops as we go forward, unless the, there's a real change. You're the uh, you've always been the look at these teeth; they're incisors, they're meant for tearing flesh, guy. Yeah, you've gone soft. No, I'm just going to go Ted Nugent and hunt down my own, mm. and and rip into its succulent flesh raw the way we're intended to. Wow, barbaric! Not going to go to the grocery store like some sort of you know. Modern man. No. All fours howling at the moon. That's my new lifestyle. Armstrong and Getty. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If if you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. And now, he. Armstrong and Getty. Who I'm trying to find out is what's the guy's name on first base? Oh, no, no, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? That's what I'm trying to find out. Well, don't change the players. I'm not changing nobody. Take it easy. What's the guy's name on first base? What's the guy's name on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. He's on third. We're not talking about him. How did I get on third base? You mentioned his name. 
If I mention a third baseman's name, who did I say is playing third? No, who's playing first? Stay off the first, will you? The great, legendary Abbott and Costello, the who's on first bit. One of the greatest pieces of comedy in the history of humankind. And why are we listening to that? Well, who's not on first, Jack? Hugh's on first. I'll explain in a moment or two as the pronoun madness continues. The idiotic transmania that is sweeping the country. Uh, Speaking of which, a couple of stories which we could touch on briefly before we get to the main event. Here's this incredibly, this is a $60,000 a year private school for little kids in Manhattan. They're non-binary something or other uh, librarian is tweeting, burn white straight male librarianship to the ground. Whatever the hell that means. And has it been suspended? Half the parents are saying, we got somebody threatening to burn the library to the ground? What's this lunatic talking about? The other half of the parents saying, this is hate to suspend this person. They're transgender. Let them work. So anyway, we'll let all you crazy rich people work that out. But oh, this sixty k uh, a year to send your kid to first grade. Oh, I almost, uh, I almost left out some of this uh, person's quote. Uh, how can I feel comfortable sending my white nine-year-old son into a library or classroom? What if this person wants? To, what if my son wants to be a librarian? How safe and nurtured are my kids going to be by this person? If a student posted they want to burn down or shoot up a library, they'd be expelled. In addition, she's claiming the gender is fake, and she tweeted she wants to keep students from Ivy League colleges. Are parents aware this is what they're paying almost $60,000 a year for? But again, the woke parents are defending this person uh, avidly. Then you got a woman in uh, Australia who is suing a psychiatrist for approving gender transition after one meeting. The laws in Australia say, essentially, there has to be extensive therapy and examinations by certified psychiatrists before you can approve of body-altering drugs and surgery. Well, this one person met for 15 minutes and said, no, you're good. Go ahead and get carved up. That's fine. They had a couple more brief perfunctory meetings. Then this uh, woman was swept along the uh, conveyor belt of activism and then realized they'd made a terrible, terrible mistake and is suing everybody involved for violating the law. Let's hope that that suit is successful. There's a column here in the Washington Post, advice column, where a mom and dad troubled over their 16-year-old daughter uh, said, we don't know what to do. And the Washington Post advice columnist said, listen to her. She's transgender. Help her along her journey. Don't question. Don't counsel. Just go along with it. They were lectured by the Washington Post. One more example before we get to the Hughes on first thing. This is, uh, whoops, wrong one. Clickety click. Illinois run by J.B. Pritzker, whose family is like the number one transgender activist family on Earth. They spend hundreds of millions of dollars promoting queer theory and financing gender transition surgery centers and hormone centers, including for little children. The guy's the governor, J.B. Pritzker, and he just signed the Keeping Youth Safe and Healthy Act into law making Illinois the first state in the U.S. to formally formally pass legislation codifying new sexual education standards. What are these sexual education standards, you're wondering? Where, uh, well, by the end of fifth grade, in addition to the usual stuff, 
Illinois students should be able to, quote, describe the role hormones play in the physical, social, cognitive, and emotional changes during adolescence and the potential role of hormone blockers on young people who identify as transgender. And again, by the end of fifth grade, when they're like 11 years old, students should be able to, quote, distinguish between sex assigned at birth and gender identity and explain how they may or may not differ, as well as define and explain differences between cisgender, transgender, gender non-binary, gender expansive, and gender identity, and understand that gender expression and gender identity exist along a spectrum. You're required by law to teach kids by the time they're 11 years old that all that stuff is gospel. Wow. State of Illinois. I I just can't even picture. By age 11. I cannot even picture sending my kids to school in in Illinois. Yeah. And then uh, you went to school in Illinois. I did, and uh, we didn't learn any of that, and I don't hate anybody or hurt anybody or discriminate against anybody. Because you don't need to know anything about that at age 11. While 75% of students graduate not being able to do math, that's nearly half. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well played. So uh, I like this uh, a piece by Stella Morabito in The Federalist. Pronoun police are playing an unfunny game of Hughes on first. Um, do we have the, uh, the TikTok handy there, Michael? Go ahead. So another one I wanted to do was Hugh. It's Hugh Hughes Hume, and it kind of is short for human, um, which I really like because I I just identify as a human. I don't really have a gender identity right now, um, but it would sound something like this. Hugh would really like a vanilla cone. I'll get it to Hume. Thank you. So it looks like who, H-U, but it's Hugh. Hugh Hume. Hume? Anyway, uh, that's one of the new hot ones. It has not escaped my notice, by the way, that the vast, vast majority of the people in these TikTok videos or the activists or whatever are adolescent white girls. Yeah. I think there's real significance to that. And it has to do with the whole, you know, online, which if you're an adult, if you're an old grown-up, you don't understand this. Online for adolescent girls, the pressure is tre- tremendous to to conform and be a good person. And if you're a white cisgender person, you are a bad person by definition. You're the oppressor. And these poor girls are desperate to be something special. And they are told over and over again that, well, one way you can be special and not bad anymore is if you're queer, if you're transgender, if you're uh, you know non-binary, whatever. And these poor, confused adolescent girls in these times of, of social media and the pandemic and the rest of it, they're desperate to grasp onto something, anything. And they grasp onto this stuff, and it is a craze. It's like the Salem witch hunt, except it's, you know, has to do with gender. Uh, but I like this piece in The Federalist because uh, this gal writing it points out <clears throat> that... The enforced ritual of declaring pronouns disrupts communication by undermining the purpose of pronouns as function words that give structure to language. Um, and they mention, uh, she mentions the who's on first routine. Too many people, too few people seem to even know what a pronoun is. Uh, especially true of those who demand we constantly shift our mental gears to keep track of preferred pronouns. Uh, the uh, seventh new collegiate Webster's Dictionary defines pronoun it's a solid definition and as an aside they mention that the new edition of webster's starts to play with pronouns uh refers to uh, they mentioned that uh 
pronouns can be adaptable depending on people's identities. So anyway, but to go back to the old edition, uh, pronouns are the parts of speech we use to refer to persons or things named, asked for, or understood in context, in context. So you don't have to keep saying Jack over and over and over again. You use he, him, the rest of it. Um, and, and the point of this article, which uh, we're getting a little long and ought to take a break, is that it's become so confusing and so contrived and so impossible in a world where there are like 13 different options for he or him. Depending on who you're talking about, you would have to memorize dozens and dozens of permutations of pronouns to just engage in normal speech, depending on people's uh, preferences. Because one of the other rules is that if I say, like, clown and clown self are, are my pronouns, or God was that other poor lunatic, this poor confused adolescent the other day, or where's that list? Uh, I, per, she, they, G, V, A, Q, Z, Zer, I, M, Fay, Fair, uh, and there's a bunch more. If everybody has to memorize every one of those, there are no pronouns anymore. You're just using their name, but it's a different name. Well, that'd be fine. That would, that would be tough if it were just general usage, but everybody has their own specifics. You have to remember which one applies to which person, which, like I said last week, I'd like to hear these people sit around and talk. I mean, how do they do it? How do they even keep track amongst their friends? Right, right. I, I I think they might be willing to put in the work just because it's the badge of enlightenment. But again, the idea that every single person you know has a palette of 50 pronouns to choose from, and you have to memorize which ones they use. And I mean, I just read this and I can't remember. It's Hugh, Hugh, Hugh what is it? I got to look. It's like Hugh, 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 um, for this, it's an impossibility. Pronouns don't exist anymore if we do that. I seriously believe it's a craze and it will pass, but God, don't let your kids get indoctrinated in this stuff if you can possibly avoid it. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. But resist, we must. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, The state I grew up in, Illinois, as I prefer to pronounce it is heading straight down the progressive sewer. It's unbelievable. The great state of Illinois, and I have great affection for Illinois, uh, it is very much like uh, New York or California in that, or, or heck, Oregon and Washington. Sorry to leave you all out of it. It is vast swaths of really lovely people with very sane politics. But then a couple of super concentrated population centers that are deep, deep blue. And so this giant state is a way left state. And the poor people of eastern Washington, 95% of Oregon, giant tracts of California, have to follow the dictates of the way lefties in the cities. And it's just damned unfortunate. Uh, anyway, listen to this, would you? An Illinois t- law taking effect. Uh, will release those charged with a variety of crimes that they're calling non-detainable offenses. This, the act is called the Safe T Act. Safe dash the letter T. And these, these laws always have incredibly Orwellian names. Listen to this list. The so-called Safe T Act would end cash bail and includes 12 non-detainable offenses, including second-degree murder, Aggravated battery and arson without bail, as well as drug-induced homicide, kidnapping, burglary, robbery, intimidation, aggravated DUI, aggravated fleeing and eluding, drug offenses, and threatening a public official. 
All of those crimes will become non-detainable offenses after the act takes place in the new year, meaning criminals will be charged with and released for these crimes without bail. The Will County State's Attorney, and Will County, for what it's worth, is the second largest county in the Chicago metro uh, area after Cook County itself, which is Chicago. Uh, the Will County State's Attorney, James Glasgow, said this will be the end of days. This bill will destroy the city and the state of Illinois. I don't even understand how people who support it can't realize that. And it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my It's going to go into God. effect January 1st. That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. I can't believe how crazy this ideology is. I know it. To think that, that that's the answer to equity or equality in America. Uh, what Do you have any idea, and I'm sure it varies from... You know, precinct to precinct or county to county or however you look at it. How many people who are charged with a crime like that end up being convicted of it? Is it the vast majority? Do you have any idea? It's got to be the vast majority, right? Yeah. Well, charged, but then there's a lot that plea bargain away. Sure, sure. Um, to some lesser offense, and the number that go to trial is probably a pretty but high you would only conviction plea, rate. You would only plea bargain away if you thought you were going to be found guilty, right? Uh, yeah, I suppose that's mostly true. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it varies place to place. But um, I just, I just, I just wonder. And I, you know, I'm, I'm pro innocent till proven guilty and all that sort of stuff. Definitely. But um, statistically, you're going to have a lot of people who did whatever crime that was. I got to believe it's the majority. If anybody knows, hit me with that stat. If you know where, you know. You were a cop or a prosecutor or whatever. Text line 415-295-KFTC. But so I got to believe the vast majority of the people that get arrested for all those crimes you just mentioned are guilty and are going to be out immediately. And may have done it many times before they got elected. Right. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, arrested. Oh, that's horrifying. You know, you've you've heard the various guesstimates of how many times you have to commit offense before you get arrested for it, how many times you have to get arrested before you're actually charged, and, and then, you know, how often people get convicted. Uh, I was just, I had a discussion with a couple of really, really smart guys. They're, they're political, but they're reasonable guys, and we could not escape the notion that we don't have too many prisons, we have too few prisons. Sure. Any DA will tell you, oh my God, I don't have room to put nearly the number of people who commit serious crimes. We have to let really bad people go just because we got nowhere to put them. God dang it, that's horrifying. And how many of these high-profile stories need to occur where somebody is killed or that woman that was abducted the other day, and the background is, oh, yeah, they've done this sort of thing before, and they got out early. Yeah. Or didn't they go at all? Well, how many times know, this got to happen? Unless you're just a crazy ideologue. Uh, what's so f- sad and and scary and just sickening about this Illinois thing is the results of this are as predictable as if, you know, you announce you're going to go tell a big guy in the bar he's a P-word and squeeze his wife's boob. I mean, what's going wow, to happen is, is utterly predictable. That is so unlike me. Well, right, exactly. I would advise you against it, but there will be many, many innocent people hurt by predators who get turned loose. We've seen it over and over again just in recent weeks. And and those tragedies will sadden and sicken people, and those laws will be changed. But we have to accumulate that stadium full of victims before we do what obviously must be done. Like I said, it's just sickening to, to know in advance what's going to happen. 
But we have to watch it happen so that your deep blue areas come to the senses. It's like uh, Portland. Portland, the things you do to allow crime to explode are practically effortless. The things you do to get it back under control again are incredibly difficult and expensive, and they take a very, very long time. I mean, it's like, you know, as a homeowner, it's like letting water into your house. Ah, honey, I know the roof's leaking, but you know what? Let's go on vacation. We'll deal with it when we come home again. No, no, you don't. That's not the way you run a city takes forever to undo the damage you've done so again i you know i don't mean to be all gloom and doom but my home state has just lost its mind i could walk up to the big guy and say something i shouldn't say a drunk that that wouldn't be uh, out of the question but there's no way i'd be grabbing his wife boob I, that just would not happen no you are gentlemanly to a fault and i apologize for <laughs> would even not, would not tossing out that that fanciful metaphor of mine <laughs> i'm ashamed and chagrined i retract it you know, my, my, my kids are definitely growing up with the, the, the view of human nature that there are just a certain percentage of people that are willing to hurt you and take your stuff mm-hmm. unless you, somebody stops them. Because of income inequality and uh, systemic racism. But like I was going to say, and I never throw in the caveats, uh, because you don't need any. There's always been a certain percentage of people who are willing to hurt you and take your stuff. There just is. And always but, has been. But I suppose there's a chunk of people that are growing up with the view that I guess that people only do that because they're been cheated by the system. Yeah, and when they and the people they love are victimized, uh, they will change their minds. Again, it's as inevitable as the sunrise. It's just painful to have to watch it again. Yeah, it's really frustrating. These just these societal ebbs and flows veering from guardrail to guardrail. Once you get to a certain age and you've seen the cycle repeat a couple of times, it's like, how can you people be so stupid as not to have learned from history? And I don't mean like 1743 history. I'm talking about like 1992. Hannah Storm and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.